Hey, you're listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and this is our year-end episode, the end of our second season. Man, it's gone by fast. We're back in the FobPad studios. It's going to be a great time to reflect on what we've learned this year, the different people we've talked to, and ways in which we feel continually led. Let's do this. Hey, 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 it is so good to be back. And as always, Bernard and Shura here. What's going on? Hey, else. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. We're doing this. End of the year. End of our second season. Can't believe it. It's flown by so fast. I feel like we've recorded so many episodes and now we're measuring it by like the end of the year. And we're like, wow, we've, we've had a lot of different experiences this year, right? More than we can count, I think. Yeah. I. I think I wasn't there for like half of it, but it's all good. I think the last time we were here was the review one. Oh my goodness. No. That, okay, maybe No, not. I think but we recorded some episodes in between, but you were there with us in spirit. Yeah, always, for sure. Always in, in spirit. It has been a crazy ride. We've noticed that this podcast has opened up a lot of doors for us to really connect with people, to learn from people, to connect with different people's experiences and stories, and it's been really cool. And... I think it's been kind of reflected by the people who have found this podcast and started listening to it. Just in contrast, the first year we had about 2,000 people listen to our episodes, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. By the end of our second year, we're about 8,500. That is crazy. That's yeah. like wow. almost triple the listenership in a year. And so who knows where this can continue to go. But whoever listens, I think, you know, we hope that you'll just be encouraged, blessed, challenged by all this. I think Bernard, Shu, and I kind of do this a little selfishly because we love to learn and grow and dialogue through things. It's finally reached outside of our families. It, it has. <laughs> Although... My family doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my dad. I know you listen to every episode. Yes. Hey, Mr. Give me, Give me back some feedback every episode. I always appreciate that. Thank you so much, dad. But yes, it has been a really cool thing. And we've even noticed looking at some of the stats that people all around the world are randomly finding our podcast too, right? Mm. It's like people in Australia, people in Europe, people in Asia, and of course, you know, US and Canada. But it's pretty crazy how people have just kind of found this podcast out of the blue and found that they resonate with the theme of it and the way we talk through things. And it's been a really interesting dialogue. Asian diaspora all over the world. All over the world. Asian diaspora. It was also really cool that to see that, I think it was Germany. Was it Germany or something like that? I think the last time I looked at the stats, it's like our highest listenership is from like this group from Germany. And I was like, oh, really? really interesting. I I remember this in Europe, but yeah. yeah. Unless people are using like, you know, what is it, VPNs and just bouncing off, bouncing Ah, off. Guten Tag. Guten Tag to all our German listeners. (laughs) This has been a big year too, because we were able to get on Spotify, which was a huge thing. That was a huge thing. When we first started this, there was no avenue to get on Spotify. And it was kind of a very closed door and a very curated place to be. But then they opened the door for a podcast to submit and we submitted and we got through and it was like, okay cool experience nice. to, to be on spotify we cool, share cool. we share the same space as like you know 
Jay Z and Ed Sheeran and uh, yeah. like we're up there, right? <laughs> yes, no, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> well, they they yeah. sing, we talk. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, being the end of the year, we just wanted to take an opportunity to one thank you guys for continuing to listen to the podcast, to be on this journey with us. Hopefully, you've heard how we've continued to wrestle through things and we've changed along the way. But we also wanted to take the opportunity to reflect and to share some of the highlights and experiences that were really meaningful to us. So I'm going to open it up first to Bernard and Shu. What were some of those episodes, some of those conversations that we had that were really impactful for you, that you found was really helpful? I don't know. One of the probably more profound conversations that we had this year was probably with Sun Chen Ra. Yeah. I felt like that was a great way of kind of framing and engaging like really what our podcast was really about. Mm. I really resonated with what he had talked about, this idea of a new narrative and how we we really do need a new narrative in order for change to happen. Sure. And I think part of why we are doing this is we want to see that new narrative come forth, but not in an aggressive way, mm. but seeking to tend to what God is revealing and how God is moving today. I think some of our documentation and like some of our other interviews and our many conversations is to is to kind of give not a framework but just access point sure to this new narrative that we believe is unfolding across yeah. Canada. Mm. Yeah. And especially I guess within the Canadian Asian context yeah. too as we've been talking about what can that look like the new story that God is telling that he is drawing Canadian Asian churches into. Yeah, it was a very profound conversation i think i remember when we were sitting there all of us at multiple points were like yes and just <laughs> nodding our heads and just being like man he he just articulates and encapsulates yes. those ideas in in such a, a soak it up yes so, well that's that's how we get smarter people to, to talk that's than, right than us on, on the podcast <laughs> you know it was very challenging when he like he talked about that that new imagination he talked about the gospel articulation too right and i i i'm still trying to re i wrestle with that even now i think about when i preach i think about that sometimes still like what is that that newer content what does that contextualized gospel look like yeah. that I, I can help equip and and uh disciple my my uh congregation into my like how do we disciple people towards a, a bigger gospel imagination and for me it was like i think about that when i preach when i when i disciple when i spend time with some people in my church and it, it's still, yeah, I, I'm still thinking through that every time I, I and I've been preaching pretty regularly mm -hmm. in my context. Oh, and yeah, in terms of uh, this past year, I, I also feel like I haven't been, I haven't been like uh, in, in some of the, the conversation, but it's just great to just still be able to listen in on, on some of that that was going on. And I guess, I don't know if people don't know, I was, I've been helping this past year with uh, a church site planting a church site for, for our church. And it's, yeah, it's been an interesting experience. It's, it's been uh, tiring, but uh, the Lord has been good. I think God has shown us uh, a lot in taking that step of faith outside of, you know, the, the comforts of quote unquote home, uh, the place where a lot of them even grew up. And, 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 uh, and for me, just being a pastor there for so long now, it's like to be a campus pastor it's sure. been an interesting transition. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's so, but uh, yeah, I'm still in the thick of it, uh, of this conversation. So I'm glad to, you know, be here. <laughs> yes. Yes. And perhaps even all the conversations and ideas and all the perspectives that have been shared just continue to inform all of us in our ministries and 
continue to help us to see things from a very wide angle, but also from an on-the-ground perspective as well. And so hopefully, like, for you guys as listeners and for us, the three of us doing this, it's been good for that. It's been helpful for that. Yeah, like, because I think even for us, us three, each of our contexts are, are, are pretty different. Yeah. But yet, we still are held together by some of this Canadian-Asian context. Yeah, so, yeah. for sure. Well, we're Canadian-Asians. Yeah. <laughs> On mission. Yes. Uh, podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> we have justified our name. Excellent. I, I really enjoyed the uh, the hospitality one with with Lisa and Bianca. Yeah, um, it was for for me. It was it was challenging to think through how and and that I think everything that I've learned in terms of this this missional engagement has to do much with hospitality of opening your own home or even uh, receiving the hospitality of, of the stranger of people outside. And at times, and I think in our, in, in my context, the suburban context. You are trying to privatize most of the things and you're trying to at times be away from people going to your own oasis. And I think it's so important for if, if we're on mission, we have to be thinking, okay, God, like how, how can I become more open, you know, without the other side draining yourself out, let's just let everybody in and let's just, you know, be a huge, big family. And then there's no, any kind, I think sometimes people go to the extreme. Do I have to open up my house every day, every night? You know, I get, I get stuff like that, honestly, I don't know about you guys, but, but I'm like, no, it's like, but can you be open to how God's called you to uh, share that hospitality with others and, and model who Christ is to your neighbor, to, uh, you know, your, your, even your small group, even, you know, friends of friends, uh, coworkers, whatever. And yeah, it was just pretty challenging, I think for them, uh, that episode for me. Mm-hmm. And I think like, even with the whole idea of hospitality, Talking to Liz and Bianca, it's kind of, they, they describe opening up their home, but really the posture behind it is they're inviting people into their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the practice of hospitality, I think we often root it as like, just come to, our, come to my home and like I'll practice hospitality. But in many ways, I think a lot of people extend their hospitality outside of their own homes. Mm. And I think like that posture is probably something that we can all continue to learn. Um, because you're the hospitable person it's not the space that makes it like it, it helps for sure sure but there's an extension of it yeah especially for uh i find young young adults young professionals who don't have their own homes yet that's what i find is the big thing i don't have a home to invite <laughs> people to but it's like you're saying not it's not about inviting them like that's the only way for hospitality yeah. it's actually being a hospitable person exercising a gift of that yeah i think is key for for following mission, following God in mission. Yeah. And even like, like it was, we had a, we had a great meal that day, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They practice hospitality, yeah. <laughs> both in inviting us to their home, but also in sharing of their lives yeah. with us. Yeah. And I think like the table is probably the most powerful metaphor for hospitality because it's, you're invited to a place where it's not about power. It's not about mm. like authority. It's about, you know, you're entering into a meal where, you know, we're all dependent on food in some ways. But it's also the realization, well, we're also all dependent on God. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's, a, that's a huge shift from, like, just trying to, to do something. But actually, it's actually a divine. Like, you know, back to what we've kind of read recently by Andrew Root. It's like this trans, transcendent experience, in a way. Mm. You know, like, 
I think it was Charles Taylor who coined these terms, like imminent and transcendent, or maybe well, Andrew Root. I don't know. One of them. Uh, yeah, the, I don't think he coined that word, but yeah, <laughs> those words. But the, yeah, the meaning behind yeah. it, sure. And so, maybe yeah. using it in the context in relation to sociology, in relation yeah. to like the uh, imminent frame yeah. and the transcendent yeah. frame. Right. Yeah, well, now we're going to Christianese stuff yes. here. But, but anyways, yeah, 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 just kind of like even the, the table kind of breaks from the average thing and actually can become a place of encountering the living God. Yes. Yeah, and uh, actually, a shout out to Andrew Root and his uh, New Time Religion podcast. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely been formative. Uh, and I, I do think, it, it, so just, I guess, to, to understand what, what Bernard was saying there is that the, the, the way that Andrew Root was trying to say was that we're not just living in this quote-unquote modern time and what he calls imminent frame where it's now secular, living without God, and we're doing things for the sake of doing it, but... Where's the transcendence behind it? Like, uh, if God is there, that we're uh, living in the reality of breaking bread together and seeing this new body being formed as we as we take the body, uh, the the bread, uh, we take the the cup together, and we're almost like in this uh, Eucharistic, this communion meal, and it's more than just uh, just eating for the sake of eating, but we're actually sharing in our lives right. with one another yeah. as Christ modeled for us. So yeah. it's this transcendent. Thing that's uh, hey god is god is here god is with us yes perhaps even a future episode of our podcast talking about like how does you know the canadian asian church even see that like how does how do they view a sense of the transcendence and of how they connect with god in that way i mean i'm sure there's there's plenty to mine in that conversation <laughs> For sure. And Andrew, if you're listening, which we're assuming you are, you know, <laughs> shout out to you <laughs> and come on our podcast sometime. Or if you're in Toronto, come and check us out. And, or, you know, we'll, we'll, Zoom, we'll Zoom conference you in. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Yes. I, I think for me too, you know, looking back on this year, there was, there was a lot of big, heavy hitting topics. I think when we talked to like Minsu, that was huge. Mm. I think when we talked about like mental illness, like those are huge issues. And, and we, we barely chipped the iceberg. We just barely started talking about it. And those are things that affect a lot of us in, in a lot of different ways. And, and, you know, very soon, you know, coming up into the new year, we, we have an episode talking about the church and, and how to walk alongside those who may have disabilities. And that, that's another big issue mm. in how we kind of think about that. What's the story we want to tell as the church, as we kind of engage in different ways. But yeah, some of those like really hard hitting episodes, which I think are hitting some of those, those current issues, current issues yeah, right? Sure. They, they affect us in, in really big ways. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, we even had someone reach out to us on Instagram and wanted to, to, see if we could find the time to talk about like issues of like kind of like me too movements, church too movements and what that means for the Canadian Asian context. And man, like there's, there's so much that is affecting churches now. Right. Well, how, how'd you feel doing the Preston episode that you, you actually got to be there at his, you know, yeah. be the bees. Oh, bees. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was great. <laughs> we're, we're all about the puns here. Uh, be sharp. Be <laughs> old school Simpsons reference. Now that you can watch it all on Disney Plus, please do. Oh, whoa, whoa! Oh, you're just, just shouting Disney, at that. <laughs> please send us a check. Marvel, Lucasfilm. We'll, we'll we, we don't need checks. Just give us free accounts. <laughs> free accounts. Free accounts. I already got my account. So yeah, Preston's episode was really cool. I think it was so interesting not to only hear him 
as he shared a lot about his story. And for those who have read his book, you know, I think some of some of it uh, he had shared in his book as well. I think just being in that community mm. and him actually yeah. pointing to that house and be like, oh, that's the person who's the, and it gave a, a tangible tactile mm-hmm. sense of like, that's how God is moving here. And mm. that's how that's God cool. is using him. That's awesome. And sitting there, literally like maybe like 20 feet away from all those bees too, thinking about like how he pulled all those analogies from observing these bees. And I was sitting there just watching, thinking a little bit about like, are these bees going to come over? <laughs> this is a danger for me. <laughs> danger zone. <laughs> it is a danger zone. It was, it was an amazing experience to record that in his backyard. Yeah. We recorded it outside and to observe his garden, observe his bees, like his, the apiary, and to think about how God has kind of sparked his imagination for being a person in that neighborhood, what the church can be there. I was really blown away. I think it, it was probably the experience of it that gave an extra degree of weight to the words he was saying. Because mm. he could start to, he started to point to examples. And I don't know, if, I th- probably because we had to kind of edit the episode just to fit it in. But he started talking about specific people by name and about their house. And he would look over at like the backyard of their house and say, you know that boat that they have right there? Oh, together as a church, we went out and did that with them. And I was like, that's so cool. Hmm. That's so neat. And I really appreciated that he gave the time to be mm-hmm. on the podcast and to share those experiences. He, as, as I was leaving and, and we had plans later on that night, his wife was just coming in and, he, and they just said, did you guys want to stay for dinner? We'd love to have you and stuff. And I was like, that type of spontaneity to really just continue to live in that kind of way. I was like just blown away. And like, we're talking about hospitality earlier. That was for me an experience of it as well. So yeah. Did you guys have honey there while you were there? Honey tasting? Honey. Yeah. Well, actually I I didn't taste the honey when it was there, but I I bought a jar back and we all had some, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We all had a, we had some, we had a spoonful of that honey. It was delicious. I still have some. It's really good. Really good. Yeah, that was a great experience. I, I do have a question about that. I was going to ask you guys. Because yeah. as Preston's, I think his kind of big idea was being that kind of keystone. People in a community that, that bees are like a keystone organism, organism yeah. Yeah, animal yeah. In, in, in the system. I wonder, I've always thought, uh, I've, I've thought about this since the episode, but what about, what do, what do you guys, how do you feel like you engage sometimes, if, if you have, people who don't feel, I don't I, I'm I'm a Christian. I don't I don't really feel like I'm a Keystone person. I just want to be that, you know, person on the like. I follow Jesus, or I, I come to church, and that's good kind of thing. But maybe they're like, I don't, I don't being a Keystone person. That that sounds too intense or too whatever. Well, how would you kind of you know think about that? I think the first thought for me is that's okay. I think it's okay that you know, for a person to maybe not identify themselves as a keystone person at that possible point in their life. Maybe they need to be experiencing and invited into something and to live it into it and and see how they can be a part of that type of tangible living on mission. And even if they never become a keystone person, keystone people can't operate on their own, mm-hmm. right? They need to be having that support it needs to be mutual in the sense of everyone using their own giftings. Keystone people might just be helpful to bring it all together. And the people that 
that others might gravitate easily more towards, but they can't do it on their own. Right? And I think it's okay if a person says, I can't do that. We should not be saying, oh, well, you need to just acquire these skills so you can be. Maybe it's like, like let's continue to wrestle through this together, live life out together, and find out what that can look like and be okay with that. So that's, I think for me, that's my first thought about that. And even for, for different contexts, perhaps in certain contexts, you could be a keystone person and in another context, you might not be. I think that there is at least you know, enough flexibility that in a certain situation, maybe like, oh, at your workplace, for some reason at your workplace, everyone gravitates toward you. But maybe in your neighborhood, people don't gravitate toward you, right? For <laughs> what, are you what are you doing? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know, That's right? causing that. No. But, right? It's a little smelly. Yeah. <laughs> Please take out your garbage. And, no, no, okay. But yeah, like, it, can it be contextual? Can it be different in depending on where you are? But that's my initial thought. My take on it, it's a little different. I do think it would be good that every Christian is in one form or another a kind of keystone person. But I also wonder, like, has God brought like keystone people that are not Christians into a particular context? Mm-hmm. Who is very gifted in kind of seeing what's happening in the community, who's able to articulate you know, like what it's forming, what the needs are, what, who, who, the, who are the key players in the community. I, I wonder if God has those people. Persons and, of peace. Yeah. Yes. And I think like sometimes we want to be that so hard that we forget that maybe God has people there. Right? Mm. And we just need to get to know them. Yes. And maybe over time, if, if this person meets, you know, the love of Christ and see the kingdom, the beauty of the kingdom of God, like maybe they'll capture it. And, and, and that, that kingdom of God would then begin to, transform in the, this person's life cool because right. mm-hmm. I, I i even in my own neighborhood like i see a lot of people that have seen that like i've, I've talked to people who are like they're they are so versed in our neighborhood that i'm like have have we not talked to these people before like, come on. Sure. like they've seen the changes they've they felt it they've experienced it they, they're sharing the same kind of like wow like the the, the culture is kind of moved from when they first moved here it was like 10 years ago and and they were able to ride through that and they were able to articulate that. And sure. I think some of these folks are keystone people in our neighborhood. Yeah. I've experienced the same thing too, moving into the neighborhood that we live in right now. Instead of thinking about like, oh, I need to kind of gather people around me. Just like, you know, who are the people that people are already gathering around? Get to know them. Mm. Ask them questions. Even this past Halloween, I remember having a conversation with some of our neighbors and they were more, I would say they would be more keystone people in our neighborhood. But I started asking some questions like, oh, I wonder what it could be like this. And then it sparked a memory for them growing up as a kid in a different neighborhood yeah. of someone that they saw live it like that, live in that way. And that neighbor had like on Halloween opened up his garage and he had like popcorn machine and like cotton candy machines for everybody who came. And they were like, man, I remember that. That's what I grew up like. And then as we were kind of dreaming and imagining different ways of being neighbors to this to to our street we're like wow that like that's that would be amazing and for me i'm like i don't find myself needing to be that keystone person like he was already that keystone person <laughs> i could already like just talk to him about it and and we could partner and we yeah. could do things together right so shout out to rohadi actually to our friend in alberta a neighbor to preston really <laughs> he wrote he wrote in his book thrive and he was describing a, an experience that he had and how one of his friends and him were trying to understand the kind of the neighborhood and, and stuff like that and he they ended up going to a local bar and began to realize that there's already an existing 
kind of like organism happening. Like mm-hmm. the, the relationship is already forming there. It's just like, like have we realized that like God is already in work in, in setting aside like, these, these <laughs> kind of secret spaces for uh, like for neighboring, for community building. But it's just like the one thing that's missing is like our Christ follower is actually present. Yeah. And that kind of really puts tangible, are we actually joining in what God's already doing? Mm-hmm. Where at times our churches and even me, like it's like we, we just want to do something. So let's start the, the next new thing or, or that this will definitely, you know, people gravitate towards versus you know, being attuned and, and listening and discerning. Oh, God's actually at work here already, even in an, uh, the people who are not Christians lives here, but he, we're bringing in yeah. also that Christian presence within there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I like the word you use attuned. It's like kind of a reclaiming a part of what does it mean to live missionally? Not just that we are doing the, all the things, but is God already at work here? Is mm. he using other people already? And to be walking alongside them in that way, for sure. I think personally for me this year too, also saw uh, an opportunity for me to sit down and chat with my dad. I think for me, it's a personal thing just to hear his story, how he continues to wrestle through things. This podcast like therapeutic <laughs> for, for you, family, family. <laughs> well, hopefully in a, in a way that is just like affirming and not so much like dealing through trauma. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully it was uh, helpful for other listeners too. And I know for my dad, he listens to every episode. Hi, dad. I know you're listening right now. And at the same time, he processes through things. He wrestles through things. He always emails me back and says, hey, I thought about this on your last podcast. And just to hear a little bit of his story, how he continues to learn, how he comes from his history and his own background in kind of working through a number of things that we talk about. That for me personally, because it was my dad and also because I just really like just hearing his story, which was really special for me. Yeah. We like hearing him too. We should we should have our parents uh, host one of these. Oh my oh, word. Oh man, that would be <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because this is audio you guys can't see the look on shu's face right now but there's there's a look that i've never seen on him before that uh i think <laughs> is worrisome i don't know uh but yeah any last episodes that you guys thought was really really good for you guys i, I really like the gary chapman episode like yeah. that gave a, a debt like i could couldn't imagine thinking about like connecting the love languages to mission and yeah. it just makes total sense to to actually uh, how do you care about someone? It's almost like being more aware and, and, you know, not, not assuming so much, but like trying to figure out where the other person's coming from for the sake of, of mission so that you can love them better that you can. And it's just like, usually we just typecast people. And I was just like, that was so fascinating. Yeah. With, with Dr. Chapman. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I remember the first time I was mentioning to someone that I was about to go meet with him and to record the episode and they had pretty much written him off. And I was like, oh, like, tell me a little bit more about why you think that. And he only understood, you know, Gary Chapman's writing from the context of just like relationships between a, a, like, like in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was really interesting then to talk to, to Dr. Chapman and talk and ask him a little bit more about his life and a little bit more about like how these same principles can play a part in how do we engage this world? How do we live on mission? How do we love our neighbors better? And that was fascinating. And I was so, I was just so humbled that he would be open to talking about something that like he's not necessarily known for talking about and writing about, but he was, he was game for it. And it was really great just to learn together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably the 
Ion series that we kind of did, that was kind of like our podcast on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a lot of episodes. There was a lot of episodes, man. Yes. And, and even like when John and I went around to interview during the conference, it yes. was like, whoa, like, it's just like this, I don't know, like this explosion of yes. thoughts. Cause like every the wall of different opinions. <laughs> yeah. Every conversation oh, was like just like okay. this the spiel of like, wow, wisdom and kind of the complexity of like yes. orality. Well, we didn't even actually touch much on orality, but sure. <laughs> but that was, that was a lot of fun. That was a very interesting experience. And I think especially as a podcast for us to engage in that kind of sphere where it's less textual for you guys listening into our conversation, you're a little bit like a fly on the wall and trying to kind of get a sense of like, Oh, how, you know, how do the people on that podcast kind of work through it as they talk through it? It's interesting to think about it from that standpoint and from the standpoint for from all the interviews that we did do when we did it at the conference or when we did it before the conference to hear how this is an area in which we can learn from because it is already happening all around the world. Sometimes we get locked into a specific context mm -hmm. that we feel that like, oh, this is like the context and we don't like we need to just focus on that. But, you know, there are things happening all around the world in which God is doing and how God is leading organizations we can be like that's that's really neat and that's really cool and how we can be enriched as we think about what does it mean to live on mission that way right yeah i wish i could have been there i was at another con yes uh, a new york comic con yes and I, I i guess i could have interviewed people there but jim lee i you, yeah, you I should have interviewed jim, jim, lee. jim lee if yeah. not canadian a asian asian, asian american, american you know, comic book he's, artist. He's on the top of yeah. the echelon. D DC. DC. <laughs> yes. Hey, that would be cool. Hey, that would be a very interesting if, conversation. If you're listening, Jim Lee, if which listening. I don't think you are, but can I get you can a, always come on. Can I commission you for a, a Batman, you know, drawing, please? That would be just absolutely amazing. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think with orality, with our with last summer we did the kind of different creative engagements and seeing how people were actually living intentionally in different spheres, whether it's like, you know, through art and creativity or through basketball or through food bank. That was a really cool thing just to being like, okay, how can we kind of start to reframe some of those, you know, those practices or those ministries in a way that is like, oh, it is all part of how God is breaking through in this world and how God is using the church. And I thought that like, as we kind of talked through some of those and as we heard from some of their experiences, it was just really helpful to think about like, oh, it, we can live intentionally in this way or this way or this way. And then it provides this bigger picture of what living on mission and living on God's mission can look like. And hopefully it gives a lot of people ideas for themselves about, oh, what does that mean? If they can do it, maybe it can look differently for me. Not that I traditionally understood living in this way can be, right? Yeah, contextual mission. Contextual mission, for sure. So before we kind of end off our episode, we want to just highlight a couple things. A couple people had actually posted about our podcast that we didn't even recognize until very recently when we were kind of getting ready for this episode. And we definitely want to thank them. They posted it on their blogs and under their list of podcasts to listen to. But Reverend Jessica Schapp, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize if I'm not. She listed us under podcast for formation in, in this list of podcasts that delve into faith. And she gave us a big shout out. She said, a bi-monthly podcast giving support for and insight into the experiences of Canadian Asians 
engaged in a variety of ministries from church plants to large multicultural churches. Hosted by three Canadian, and she put down Presbyterian. Although we're not all Presbyterian, I came from a Presbyterian. We have roots. roots. We have some roots. Um, I z- no, zero. zero she but... has zero roots. <laughs> oh no! If you have Alliance roots, you have Presbyterian. Yeah, roots. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said, hosted by three Canadian, and just as a point of correction, Presbyterian pastors. We're not all Presbyterian pastors. In fact, none of us are Presbyterian pastors now. I used to be who invite guests to delve into the context and share their stories. So thank you so much, Jessica, for giving us a shout out. We didn't even realize you did. And, yeah, and she's Anglican. Right? Anglican, yeah, she's right? Anglican. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Shout out to all our Anglican brothers and sisters hey. as well. And we also got another big shout out too from someone from New Ventures, which is something that Bernard's a part yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm Billing. Uh, he's the implementer uh, in the GTA. In For Christian Missionary Alliance. Christian Missionary yeah. Alliance. Yeah. It's great. And he, My tribe. He talked about how some of his favorite episodes have been interviews with some of the older generations of pastors reflecting on the current state of the Canadian Asian church. And he highlighted Reverend Jonathan Kahn, which we interviewed last year. So that was really cool to just kind of see that our podcast is resonating and reaching different con- like different groups of people. And, and I'm sure we could do more of that with both the older pastors and even the, the now there's finally some incoming younger lead pastors yes. in, in yeah. Canadian churches. Oh man, right? interesting that's a conversation yes. we need to have for sure. So, the last thing we're going to do is talk a little bit about some of our future plans and what we hope to do in 2020. And so we got a lot of different ideas that we hope will come to fruition and that we're going to start working towards in the near future. But what can you guys highlight in terms of some of the things that you would hope to see through this podcast as we look into 2020? Well, one of the, the conversations that we've had for the last little while is hoping to do a mini series on like the nuns and duns, like folks that are, have not any church experience before and mm-hmm. what was that like and especially in a canadian context where like it or not like canada was is was a christian nation mm-hmm. uh, and what, what was that like and also many that have kind of grew up in the modern evangelical church and have left it and just wanting to hear you know what what led to it like was there hurt was there healing and, and maybe even like through this conversation can bring about like a hope and an opportunity for reconciliation for sure or not so yeah and i think as we have been kind of dreaming about this idea for a little while it has been do we notice any similarities between the canadian asian context of reasonings why people left and yeah. and why people have kind of said we don't resonate with that at all and have chosen to leave that context whether leave the faith, leave just the Canadian Asian context to kind of a different, you know, a different church, maybe from a different demographic. What are some of those reasons why people have left yeah. both Canadian Asian churches and churches general, right? And so, their faith. And, and sometimes their faith. like we have faith, yeah. a lot of studies on it, but to actually have a story of somebody actually sharing about their experience. Yes. I think it's a, it's a very powerful picture. Yeah. I think this would probably be the, the big series we'd be working towards in 2020 to see if we could get off the ground. I think there's a lot to be learned and and a lot to hear and and hopefully it could be a health part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you know I was mentioning like just starting up this this campus site. There's like these you know different forms, different models of of doing a being church more than ever. And I think sometimes coming from the the Canadian Asian immigrant experience, uh, planting churches, and and then they built up churches that are now like 
uh, you know, 30, 50 years old or whatever in this Canadian context, it's like, what are the new ways that, that God is moving? How can we join God in sure. what he's doing? And I think all of us actually come in from different, even, you know, even right here, us three, we're, we're in different um, modes of church right now, but yet still trying to be faithful to God's mission. And maybe it'll be an interesting conversation to have, you know, and maybe we can interview some people with that too, some new mm. fresh ways that that spirit's moving. We all come from kind of the city church. Be interesting to see, like, like what does the Canadian Asian rural church look like? <laughs> are there? I'm sure there are. Like, <laughs> where there was a joke. <laughs> I, I apologize for any rural, but rural I, Asians just want to be in the city. <laughs> we just, lost well, I mean, we, we we are we are in the city. Um, but for just sure. just I'm curious, right? Like, we have a friend who mm. is part of the Canadian Bible Society of her focus is Ontario and none of it. Like, I love yes. to hear, like, so what's what's the Asian narrative, uh, Christian Asian narrative up out in none of it? Yes. Wow. For sure. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious because yeah. I don't, I don't know it. Like, I don't. Lisa Pack, Lisa part Pack, three. Good, our, our good friend, Lisa Pack, who's been on our podcast a couple times. Shut and up, Lisa Pack. Just hook us up, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always great to hear from her. She's so connected as well. She, she comes from such a wide area of networks and such like that so it'd be awesome i think the last thing too is you know one of our highlights in continuing with a lot of things that we've been continuing to to talk about over the last couple of years like we're still gonna do that don't worry you guys uh i mean we're still gonna do that no, and we're done <laughs> we, we still want to engage in in that conversation from that standpoint as well we'll try to explore these other avenues but i think this coming year we may have an opportunity, and it's very early on in the works, about connecting with various number of denominations and organizations that would provide kind of an interesting perspective on mission and how do we live together as churches, and also, you know, to be approaching it from a Canadian-Asian lens as well. That may happen near the end of this year, and we'll see if it all comes together, but we're excited for that. I think that's one of the things we're seeing that, hey— this could be a really cool way to learn from one another. Anyways, we hope you guys have had a good journey with us this past year. We want to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll be back on January 1st with our part two of Technology and the Church with Gord and Chun Ling. And this one is kind of a little bit interrupting in between part one and part two. But thanks so much for joining us once again on this podcast journey if you haven't done so already please remember to subscribe and to rate and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to you could do it on spotify now too right so please remember to do that and give us a shout out we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear your feedback questions comments perhaps you're, you want to push back on some of the things we talk about this year and we'd love to also engage in that way so please reach us on Facebook or Twitter or email. You can find us all on there by Instagram as well. And if you're if you're on our Instagram, you'll see a lot of our behind the scenes pictures of us recording these episodes with lots of different guests. And you've been listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and we hope you'll join us on this journey into 2020. See you next time. Peace. Peace.